Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Trump's latest excuses. Should we go back to school? And Sholo Mariguena. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. tonight take a seat let's get into it donald trump is professor x the new york subway is about to replace house of dragon as your favorite show and we'll find out why russians are all going on vacation at the same time so let's do this people let's jump straight into today's headlines all right i'm gonna be honest with all the news that happened today i I don't think we have enough space in today's show. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, you know, it's, it's too much. No, it, it's like we were at an all-you-can-eat news buffet and there's just only so many stories like your mom can fit in her purse while the waiter's not looking. They, they, <laughs> there's just not enough time for it all. Um, fortunately, not enough time is just enough time for a segment we call Ain't Nobody Got Time For That. Let's kick things off with the ongoing legal troubles of America's 45th president, Donald Jurisdiction Trump. <laughs> the only former president with a side gig selling bedazzled classified documents on Etsy. <laughs> you see, Trump is still being investigated by the Justice Department for keeping over 100 classified documents in a closet at Mar-a-Lago. Pretty much the least secure place in the world outside of Adam Levine's DMs. And Trump... <laughs> And Trump world has been coming up with all kinds of defenses for what he did. They said, oh, the FBI planted the evidence. They said, everyone takes work home with them. And then they said, Trump was trying to protect the documents from Nicolas Cage. But last night, last night during an interview with Sean Hannity, Trump came up with a new excuse that may have topped them all. A defiant Donald Trump pushing back. The former president is insisting he had the power to declassify documents seized from his Mar-a-Lago home just by thinking about it. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Donald Trump can 
declassified documents with his brain? How? How? He can't even read documents with his brain. How, how does this happen? I really hope that I can make things happen with my mind is gonna be the actual argument at the trial. That would be great. Your Honor, the defendant pleads Jedi. <laughs> so Trump is saying that he declassified these documents just by thinking about it, which I don't even believe because that'll be the first time in his life that Trump has thought something and not said it out loud. <laughs> Think about it, this is a man who thought to himself, ooh, if I wasn't related to my daughter, I would date her. And then he told everyone on TV, he said it out of his mouth. And by the way, by the way, if this all happened in his head, you do realize that means now the FBI is gonna have to raid his brain for the evidence. <laughs> That's gonna be a nightmare for them. Oh, guys, all right, let's see what we have in here. Wow, it's a, a lot of bikinis, a lot of bikinis in here. Miss America in a bikini. Is that Putin in a bikini? A hamburger in a bikini? Oh, what's going, hold up, hold up. I think I found the documents. I got them, the classified documents, but they're in a bikini. <laughs> now, if we had more time, we could talk about the massive ramifications of Donald Trump having a superpower that only applies to documents, but we just, we don't have the time. Because in that same interview, he gave a different excuse that was even more mind boggling. Here's Donald Trump's new theory revealed just an hour ago about what the FBI was really looking for with their search warrant. There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the wait, wait, spying on Trump? You're not saying Trump's... you had it. Did, did... No, no, they may be saying, they may have thought that it was in did. there. Okay. Wait, 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 what? What? Even Sean Hannity's like, wait, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I roll with you, but I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, what, 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 I'm so confused. What, so is Trump saying the FBI raided his house to find Hillary's emails? So they didn't want the documents he declassified with his mind. No, they wanted the emails he couldn't find, but that he actually had the whole time at his house because Donald Trump is Hillary Clinton? What? What? So, America really did elect its first female president? What? This is so insane. And if we had more time, we could talk about how great it is that Hillary Trump broke the glass ceiling, or we could talk about how amazing it is that Sean Handy basically gave Trump a softball and Trump hit himself in the dick with his bat. But we don't have the fun. We don't have the time to have fun with all of that. Because while American people are getting embarrassed by their leaders, Iran's people are rising up against theirs. Hundreds of Iranians risking their lives to protest the country's ultra-conservative dress code for women and much more. They were sparked by the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini, while she was in the custody of Iran's notorious morality police. She was detained for the crime of showing her hair in public. In a brave show of defiance, women in Iran's capital of Tehran are now removing their state-mandated hijabs. The scope of these protests, John, are rare, but also unprecedented in their feminist nature, where you're seeing women uh, at the forefront of these protests, leading these protests, taking to the streets, removing their headscarves, setting up bonfires, burning their headscarves, chanting death to the dictator in reference to the supreme uh, leader. Yeah, women in Iran. <laughs> women in Iran. 
all have stories of being detained or harassed by the morality police of fighting back, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, think about it. You're gonna have a bunch of random people walking around Iran telling women what to do with their own bodies, huh? In America, you have to be on the Supreme Court to do that. <laughs> and what the women of Iran are doing is inspiring people all over the world. I mean, you saw them, they're chanting death to the dictator in front of the dictator's troops. That is the definition of bravery, like actual bravery. <laughs> Real bravery. Yeah. Not like, not like the way we use it here, like when a musician tries acting, oh, this was a real risk for you. <laughs> and that bravery has been contagious because in the past week, these protests have gotten bigger and angrier. And in response, the Iranian government is trying to control the flow of information by shutting down access to apps like WhatsApp and Instagram. But this is something I, I wonder with these governments sometimes. Do they, do they realize that people protested before social media, right? <laughs> Yeah, like civil rights leaders didn't have Facebook, right? Nelson Mandela wasn't on TikTok like, yo, it's your boy Nelson, straight up <laughs> kicking it in prison. <laughs> now, if we had more time, we could talk about how this protest follows on the heels of a series of events that has turned Iran into a powder keg. The government's COVID response was terrible. Water mismanagement has caused massive droughts. The government has brutally suppressed labor protests. And on top of all of that, the United States has sanctioned Iran so badly that people can barely afford medicine. So this protest and this moment in time has many people in Iran wondering if this is going to be a tipping point. But we don't have the time to cover all of that because it turns out Iran's government is not the only one that's feeling the heat. This morning, more than 1,000 Russian protesters detained by Russian police after taking to the streets. Young men chanting, I don't want to die for Putin. Mothers screaming, send Putin to the trenches, let our children live. This after President Putin suddenly announcing he would call up 300,000 men for military service after his massive losses in Ukraine. Other Russians are fleeing the country. Flights from Moscow to all visa-free destinations selling out quickly. There are also long lines of cars heading to Finland, which has open borders. Yeah, that's right. After Russia's angriest elf announced that he was going to be drafting 300,000 people into his war in Ukraine, the Russian people are trying everything to get out of the country, which I totally get. I get it. I mean, think about it, think about it. This guy is fighting a war for no reason. He made it up. It's like when your friend gets drunk and then tries to get you involved in a fight that they started. He's like, come on, bro, he spilled his shirt all over my beer. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna Uber home. <laughs> and remember, the Russians don't have Uber, so they're trying every other way to get out. You know, any way they can. Some are flying out, others are driving cross-border. Some are even hitting up Ron DeSantis, pretending to be Venezuelans. <laughs> yes, my name is Domingo. We fly Martha's Vineyard, yes? <laughs> And look, if we had more time, we could talk about whether the resistance to Putin's draft could spur more opposition to the war itself, or we could talk about how Putin needing to have a draft undermines everything he set up until now. Because remember, he's always insisted that this wasn't even a real war. So what do you need 300,000 more soldiers for, huh? Does he need help moving that giant table? What is it? Well, we don't have the time to figure that out because while Russia is ramping up the war in Ukraine, here in New York City, there is a major escalation in the war on crime. Well, the MTA taking some new action to make our subway safer. It's going to install security cameras in every New York City subway car. The MTA adding surveillance to more than 6,400 subway cars. That's about 12,700 cameras, a $5.5 million cost. Today, Governor Hochul got to test a major expansion of the surveillance system. Watch here as Hochul and MTA Chairman Jano Lieber board a seven train at the Corona Yard. And then the hidden camera on board records them. 
If you think Big Brother's watching you on the subways, you're absolutely right. That is our intent. That's right. I'm Big Brother watching over you. Just like in that book, I clearly didn't finish reading. <laughs> what do you, why would you want to be Big Brother? I get that they're trying to address crime, but we already have cameras in all the subways. Yeah, they're called iPhones. <laughs> anything, anything that those security cameras are gonna pick up was already on TikTok two days ago. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> and here's the thing, I'm not saying New York shouldn't try to make the subway safer, but is this the right way to spend the money? Right? Especially when you consider how many other problems with the subway require funding, making them run on time, upgrading the stations to improve safety and accessibility, maintaining them so that they don't always look like shit's about to go down. Like, have you been in a New York City subway lately? It looks like the world ended and Will Smith is about to show up with his dog. That's how it looks. And look, if we had the time, we could talk about why officials are always quick to spend money on cameras to catch homeless people jerking off on the subway when they could be spending money investing in housing so that those people could jerk off in their own homes. Or we could talk about how America loves investing in catching criminals as opposed to investing in a society where people are less likely to commit crime. But unfortunately, we don't have the time to talk about all that because Big Brother is telling me and it's time for us to take an ad break. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, there's so much arguing in America today, but we here at The Daily Show think there could be even more. So to do our part, here's Dulce Sloan with another installment of Prove Me Wrong. You know, it's a special time of year where the crisp is back in the air. Your exes are calling you back, and we have sent those bad-ass kids back in that building. So welcome to Prove Me Wrong, Back to School Edition. These kids ain't that bright anyway. Why keep using your tax dollars to teach these little monsters? Why do you think school should stop at third grade? What did you learn in the fourth grade that you still use? Cursive? Now how am I gonna remember what I learned in the fourth grade? I don't remember what I wore last week. That's what I'm saying. If you can't remember what you learned in the fourth grade, then why did you need to go past the third? Now that's the valid point. Because I can't tell you nothing I learned past third grade. Mm -hmm. I want you to prove me wrong. Popularity in school does matter. Prove me wrong! I think when you're showered with attention yeah. and cuddled like too early, like all the people like you, mm. it's not good for, for your development. Then, where'd you go to school? Uh, in Germany. Germany? Actually. Yeah, southern Germany. So you're saying that you, you shouldn't be popular because... Yeah. The popular kids end up selling schnitzel or some shit. <laughs> Which is not bad for itself, right? But yeah, I'd, I'd say so. There is no reason to teach spelling anymore. Prove me wrong. Spelling is so important. Sorry, I don't want to be rude, but I mean, spelling is like... You're not being rude. I said prove me wrong. You walked over here. I mean, spelling is like... 
first thing you learn in school. We have all of these computers that tell us, hey, the words are spelled wrong. What about the people who aren't as lucky as us who don't have the technology to have autocorrect? And they've, you know, maybe they're still writing, I don't know. Like so people saying, around the world. I've, I've, yeah. I haven't lived that life, but I know they exist. No, I'm only talking about the, the, the fools here. Okay, so this is uh, no reason to teach spelling anymore in the US. Listen, I'm an American. I don't think about anyone else. Okay. Why would I think this is extrapolating well, I'm jealous the rest of you. Of the I'm jealous. I, I wish I could just think about myself. Attractive people shouldn't be allowed to be teachers. Prove me wrong! Well, I think attractiveness is a very subjective thing. He could be attractive to you and not to me. There's no way we can, like, say ugly people. I don't want to play this game. We know who's ugly. <laughs> we do this all the time as people. It's like, oh, attractiveness is relative. No, it's not. I definitely paid more attention in class when there was an attractive teacher. I agree. I failed math four times. Because you, you only get to take it four times. Yeah. You I, failed it all four times. Yeah. No, I finally passed on the fourth time, actually. But what about all the other math you had to take? I think your counting might be still off, Sam. <laughs> had a hot physics teacher. Don't know what physics are. Okay. I know biology is his bodies. Chemistry is the chemicals. Mm -hmm. What the hell is physics? Physicals? I think a hot or not teacher doing physics isn't going to help. Well, thank you so much. I think we've figured out that hot teachers are a detriment to us all. Wait, Disagree. <laughs> are you a teacher? Really? What school is this? Can I enroll? See, that's my point. You can't have hot teachers. I wouldn't learn shit with him standing in front of me. Did you see them pecs on that man? The disrespect. He should be fired immediately. Thank you so much for that, Jose. All right, stay tuned because when we come back, Sholo Mariduena will be joining me on the show. You don't want to miss it. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. will soon be known everywhere as the DC superhero Blue Beetle. But today, he's here to talk about being in the new season of Cobra Kai, which is streaming right now on Netflix. Please welcome Sholo Mariduena. Welcome yes. to the show. Thank you. Thank you for it's having so me. It's so good to have you here. You you are experiencing a trajectory that few people have ever experienced. Obviously, people love you on Cobra Kai. You. you know, every outlet from mm -hmm. E! News all the way through to like every publication online is just like, mm -hmm. you are the it guy. I, I, I think I read somewhere they said, you are the internet's boyfriend. The internet's boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. That's, I haven't heard that one before. I've, I've I should, never heard it either. I think my mom maybe wrote that. Maybe she was, she was, I think maybe she was putting in a good word for me. But you really are having a great run. Congratulations. I mean, Thank Cobra you. Kai, what is it, season five now? Season five. Right. Yeah, yeah. I hope we get to do another one. Though. It seems like you will. Five seasons. It seems like you will. Mm -hmm. It's a really popular show. I've always wondered this, you know, because the show is so popular. Mm -hmm. I grew up watching The Karate oh, Kid, mm -hmm. right? And then 
I see this show, mm -hmm. and then you're on it, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you Has weren't I? even alive no. when the Karate Kid no. came out. I was barely alive when the Jaden Smith one came out. I, <laughs> I, I uh, no, I, I had seen it though. I mean, it's it's pivotal. Okay, it's okay, every, okay. Yeah, All I right. feel like everyone has seen it, right? I, I, yeah, it's, it definitely is, is uh, something that only until the show had released yeah. did I realize was so close to so many people's hearts. It, it, it's like, it, it's, it's part of the law. It's part mm -hmm. of, you know, it, it went around the world. It's American like they, they got their own Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're bringing people from the past. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, it yeah. does feel like that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, the, the show itself. Yes. You know, you, you, you're learning martial arts and everything. Mm -hmm. You're learning your character. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you actually learn? Because I, I like how people get to learn the stuff on mm -hmm. the shows they're doing. Can you fight? I can fight, yes. I don't know if I can fight well. Ah. I think if, if I were to be in a fight in real yes. life, I'd be like, can you throw it with the other hand? I'd only know how to block it I've practiced on this, it this side. Way. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was a camera, I'd beat you up right now. Exactly, that type of exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. But, uh, I, you know, I was very fortunate that the character didn't know karate either at the beginning. So I was able to play it along. Like, I remember being in the chemistry read and, and faking that I couldn't do a push-up. And they were like, this guy's hilarious. This guy's, this guy's our guy. And I was like, what? His timing is, is crazy. But now you've gotten better, I'm assuming. But now I can do a push-up, yes. You know, the show is beloved. You are also somebody who people are, are getting to know. You, you've, you've, you've had a really interesting journey. I mean, you started acting at the age of 10, I believe. 10. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, how are you normal? I, no one else is honestly. I feel like a lot of child stars aren't well adjusted, mm -hmm. and as they grow up, they become they become like. And I understand what happens to them. I'm not yeah. even blaming them. No, no, no. But you you seem normal. You know, I, I met your mom. She's yeah. great, and you just <laughs> yeah, like she's, having a... she's like you also. Yeah, she's normal as well. I you know I think I mean I, I went to public school most of my life. I like I, I even in high school I was I kept along with the curriculum. I was in a regular okay. high school. I. Right. I and my, my core group of friends are the friends that I've had for the longest time. I That's think, the secret. And I was also really blessed that Cobra Kai blew up over the pandemic. So I wasn't, I wasn't out and about. There wasn't right, like right, right. walking around with you know, the Stranger no. Things kids like, oh, don't take pictures. It was, it was, I was at home like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Trader Joe's with my mask on like, guys. Like, do you nobody? know who's under here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, 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 it's been so cool to see your, your rise because, I mean, obviously Cobra Kai is great, but now, I mean, to be a superhero, yeah. this, is, this is almost everyone's dream. You yeah. know, DC tapped you as uh, the Blue Beetle, which is historic. And what's also impressive is that you they didn't ask you to audition for the role. No, I think, you know, I, I was very fortunate. I, I had met the director, Angel Manuel Soto, who's, who's you know, I, I give him credit for all of this because mm -hmm. he, he really believed in me. And uh, I had met him at, at Sundance a few years prior to the movie and, and I guess I left somewhat of an impression and he had watched the show and he was like, oh, I think this is perfect. And obviously we had had conversations. It wasn't like, I got a call like, you got it, you're the guy. And I was that like, would oh, be great. yes, that would, that, that would be great. You are the blue beetle. I'm like, what, okay. <laughs> a package gets sent with the scarab, no, no, no. Um, but we had conversations about it yeah. and I think we were really on the same page with what the movie what the movie meant, mm -hmm. you know, not only to myself and him, but to the greater community, the right, greater, right, right. Uh, you know, brown community, yeah, Latino definitely. community, and, yeah, and, no. and we were on the same page, so we're like, let's do it. It means so much mm -hmm. to community. It, it, 
It also means so much to see somebody as young as you in an industry that for so long was defined in a certain way, yeah. redefining what that industry is. I, you know, I, I wonder even beyond how people perceive you, how do you process the world that you're in, you know, with social media, with all these things? Because the previous generation of actors and, and celebrities yeah. didn't have to deal with that. Do you ever find that there's a lot of pressure to be in two worlds? You can't just focus on what you do, you have to focus on how people see you online, or is that just part of your life? I Yes, I think it definitely is something to think about, mm -hmm. but also I, I like to have fun. I like I, I definitely am a big proponent of like, you can't you can't take yourself too seriously. Like oh. I, I would love to do Vogue and stuff like that, but also <laughs> I, I pull out my butt cheeks all the time. Like I, I, I'm definitely a normal 21 year old and, I, and my family was super, like they are also always like, just, you're also a kid. Like you can be a kid and that's yeah. okay. And, and obviously there's a sense of professionalism that right, comes right. with being in this industry, but that all kind of came naturally working around adults all mm -hmm. the time. And, and the first show that I ever worked on for a couple years uh, was the show called Parenthood and I was around only adults. So it was, it was kind of odd being around like Ray Romano or these guys. And I was just like, yeah, we're, we're having regular conversations. These are and, my coworkers. And, yeah, these are my coworkers. And then I would go back to school like nobody would believe me because nobody at, as a middle schooler watched Parenthood. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, my mom's cry to you, but I don't, I don't know. This. So I, I was, you know, with the social media, I, I've been able to uh, kind of just do me. I, I like suppose. that. I like. I think that's a great Thanks. motto for life. Is like you know, do what you do, work really hard, but always remember to pull your butt cheeks out. Always remember to pull your butt like cheeks that. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show. Show everybody. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. Well, that's our show for tonight. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort.